All right, Pat, before we start this podcast, I have a little test for you. All right. What is this test? I need to know what your scores for these next six anime are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do it. Rapid fire scores. You don't need to give me reasons for it. I just, I just need to know. All right. First anime, Mushoku Tensei. Score out of 10. Eight. Eight? Eight flat? You're not going to give me your Eight decimal? Flat. Eight flat. Okay. AOT as a whole. Eight five. Eight point five? No, eight, okay, 8.75. 8.75. 8. 8. Oh, okay. That's that's a bit higher than what you quoted in the previous podcast, but okay. Jujutsu Kaisen. Eight six. Eight point six. Okay. These, these are pretty high. Not bad. Tokyo Revengers. 7.7. 7. 7.7. 7. 7. Okay. That's lower. Remake Our Life. 7.6. A Genius Princess Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. 7.3. 7. 7.3? 7. 7. <laughs> I came to this podcast saying that if you give a score within one of Mushoku Tensei or any of these for this stupid nation out of debt anime I'm rage quitting this episode I'm quitting I'm canceling the podcast here 7.3 okay how about 7.1 I'm prosecuting you for the mental health damages that you caused me by making me watch two episodes of this garbage 7.0 I literally I don't what Okay, what what what? Does your scale like go from seven to nine only, or? Uh, no, no, no. It goes it goes to like five, I think. Bro, this or anime, four. this anime is the worst thing I've seen in the last year, and that includes Promise Neverland. <laughs> Come on, it's not it's not Promise Neverland. Bad. This anime is so bad that I was. I thought my eyes were going to fall out in the middle of episode two. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> Anyways. Well, so what, what were your thoughts? What, were you, what, what was going on through your mind? What was going on through my mind was that Pat is fucking insane for recommending this thing to me. This man is banished from ever recommending me anything <laughs> going forward. And the podcast was going to get canceled at this point. Bro. It's comedic. It's comedic, but you cannot tell me the whole story is centered around a guy that's so OP that he can't intentionally <laughs> lose. That's the stupidest <laughs> like plot I've ever heard in my life. Uh, when you put it like that, it sounds pretty interesting. No. <laughs> How does one not intentionally lose? I literally do not get it. I'm like losing my mind trying to comprehend how someone could enjoy this anime. Uh, because it's lighthearted and enjoyable. <laughs> oh no. Oh. As I sit here drinking my coffee. My head hurts. I am wondering what's wrong with a little bit of lighthearted anime dude did you no plot you sat on this podcast talking about how bad aot was 
and then you're gonna look at me or not look at me but tell me on that same podcast to watch this show and i go ahead and watch the show and bro i'm shook i think for good reason i mean it it's 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 not as bad as you think it's literally the worst first two episodes i've seen in the last year since doing this podcast i think this was the worst first two episodes i've ever seen I feel like now the people listening are going to want to watch it. So I think I'm doing my job here. Maybe I'm giving people an incentive to, to you know, expand their boundaries a little bit. But I was literally sitting and watching this show and I just couldn't fathom the idea of how you could just seriously state that AOT is overrated and then recommend this show in either back-to-back podcast episodes or in the same podcast episode. I was like, what is going on? And if you literally said AOT is an 8 and this is a 7, I literally might have lost my shit and just stopped the recording of this podcast. I gave AOT an 8.75. Okay, that's that's that makes it le- we like got, a little we bit more one, bearable. We got one point four to 1.7 points of difference over there what would you give assassin then i should have thrown assassin in that list mm, that's like a nice seven six five seven 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 so assassin's only like 0. 0.3 or 0. 0.4 better than this show when you put it like that and then you, and now you're making me sit here thinking i need to revise my scale what do the decimals mean it's log. it might be logarithmic i don't know a 7.3 went from like if we go on an american grading scale a c to a 7.7 which is still a c i'm burning my my tongue on this coffee right now but okay Uh, (laughs) i'm uh, trying to sit here and defend my scale right now you need to defend it because you're making it really hard to do we we move from the same alphabetical grading system within the two shows and you loved assassin <laughs> i do love assassin but assassin's not like a great plot either but it is a lot better than a, <laughs> the genius prince <laughs> but the genius prince is kind of funny i mean i sit here and i'm i'm kind of entertained i wouldn't okay. say i'm i'm not entertained is it good because of how laughably bad it is because if you tell me that, I will understand. It it makes me laugh over how absurd and dumb things progress in the anime. There's literally like no progression in the anime. And that's what's funny. I think it's really funny when you take it when you look at it at a as a face value as the whole, it's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, there's no plot. Yeah, yeah, the main characters the characters are a little little strange but overall it's kind of entertaining so last year you watched a bunch of shows that i literally could not fathom the idea of watching and if they're all on the same level of this battle game in five seconds say it again soki Um, no 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 battle game is worse (laughs) battle game is much worse peach Peach boy riverside Riverside is much much worse 
Are you sure about that? I'm like thinking maybe th- this show is a good representation of all those shows. If that's what you're watching, you should probably spend your time doing something else. <laughs> this show is better than Peach Boy and Battle Game. Yes, I did watch those. Yes, I wasted lots of hours in 2021. But. At least I'm expanding my scale. How about the slime show? Is this better than the slime show? Which slime show? Not the reincarnated one, but the one about farming slimes for 300 years. Oh, I'm sneezing. People are already talking shit about me. (laughs) But uh, no, this is better than that slime show. Oh my God. That means if (laughs) if this is better than all the shows, I literally can't even picture... How bad the other shows are and why you spent almost 12 hours or something watching all those shows. It's all for the reviews. It's all so that one day when someone says, have you seen this show? I can sit here and say, yes, I've seen everything. But you literally didn't watch AOT till now. You watched all these shows before you watched AOT. (laughs) I was saving AOT to binge. There is a difference. Yes, I did not watch a lot of other good shows like Odd Taxi, To Your Eternity. Oh, God. Fruits Basket. I'm sure they're all much better. But I can say I've been wa- I've watched a big range of anime in 2021. I don't know if you I don't know if it's a big range. Your scale only goes from seven to an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Peach Boy Riverside's a five. Let's get it right. Okay, Let's get okay. It right. I'm glad there's at least one show that got to a five, but when when you t- sent me some text off the podcast that this was 0.5 points within Skate the Infinity, I, I was molding in my seat. I literally thought I was going to lose all my hair in that one sitting, that this was within even 0.5 <laughs> Of Skate the Infinity. I mean, I would give Skate the Infinity like a 7, 8. That, that's within 0. 0.5. <laughs> that's about, about 7, 8. <laughs> that's literally seven, within a 0. 0.5. It's a 7, 8. There's a lot of 7s, okay? It's hard to get into the 8s, okay? It's, it's like the curve. It's a bell curve, you know? There's a lot of Cs, like some Bs, not many As. There's but a no lot of C's, way. not a lot of D's, not a lot of F's. There's literally no way that there's not an F out of all those shows that you watched. Okay, Peach Boy oh, Riverside I mean, is an F. Peach Boy Riverside's F. Battle Game is an F. Maxed out my level as a slime is like a D. If they're an F though, like how do you scale the F's? They get six points. No, they just go into the F category. I mean, when people fail a test, do you do you do you like categorize your Fs in the class? Do you say like, "Hey, who got the F minus?" No, there's no F minus. There's no F plus. There's just F. So your scale is more so based off five points. One is a F, two's a D, three's a C. No, no, we we got D minuses. We got D pluses. We okay, got C okay, minuses, okay. we got C pluses. You could use your BS decimals here and there, but in the <laughs> end, it's a scale of five. It's not a scale of ten. If F hey, is just bucketed um, into one group. We're going off the American report card system. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. I'm I'm gonna keep I just need to keep this in mind because when when you tell me the scores of these shows, I've been wondering how you d- differentiate between your decimals because you would tell me like, oh yeah, Demon Slayer is like eight point two, whatever, or Attack on Time is eight point seven. I was just like, how does this guy differentiate between point four of a of an anime? That seems like a lot of work. See, see, the point ones start becoming very important when you get in the eight categories. When you're in the sevens, you know there's a big, there's a big, there's a big gap between all the points. But see, in the end, it's just, it's just a five point scale, man. You literally have five categories, and within that, you have decimal points. But in the end, the overarching scoring system is five points. I mean, how can you give something? I, I just can't give myself, myself. See, I can't see myself giving a two or a one. Dude, this is a two. It's just this show's a two. <laughs> it is not a two. A genius princess guide to raising <laughs> a nation a out two. of debt. It is not a two. This is the most two show I've seen in the last year. It just well, screams enough, two. You haven't seen enough bottom tier anime. Then. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you because there's a lot worse out there. I need to watch a lot more twos and threes in order to differentiate between the 2.5s you, and the you twos. You need to expand your vocabulary of bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have the time to do that, but this just this show just screams two. Maybe a three. Maybe I'll give it a three, but it's definitely down there. <laughs> you know, out of this season, it's like... The sixth or seventh highest, you know, maybe seventh. Out of what? Like you or mean, eight. like in the trendings? Out of the, uh, I don't know what twenty-five anime that are airing in winter twenty-two. You you haven't even watched all twenty-five. I haven't, but there's a lot of worse-looking anime. But you watched like ten, so yeah, it's in six. It that's like the bottom <laughs> half. But the top half's really good. It's, it's literally like, the bottom half of the 10 you were watching. Oh, God. I saw you were watching a Adi Furetash whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not, do not, do not associate me with my brother. Oh, that's not you. That, that clown watched like 30 episodes or he caught up all in season one and now is in season two. Okay. I, 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 I told was, you I wasn't going to watch it. I was about to lose I have hope. banned... I have banned myself from that anime. I literally was about to lose hope as I thought you turned against your word that you weren't going to watch it. I was like, oh, this guy's watching a genius princess guide to raising a nation out of debt and this show? Oh, God. We're doomed. The podcast needs to end right here. You know, I'm sure someone out there is watching the genius princess guide and feels entertained. They, They sit there amused. No, don't worry. I know one other person that actually likes this show. I don't know them, but I know them through a friend. And I'm shook that I know two people that like this show. Because that equals the score that I would give it. A2. I think you're just a harsh grader out here. You seem like these controversial judges in the Olympics. Maybe. And I think we we will get to that as well. Because one thing I want to talk to you about in this podcast episode was the reddit anime awards and 
I want to get to that at the end because we're, we've been doing a lot of these anime awards things and, you know, it's just getting repetitive that we're talking about it. But I guess for the listeners, they could look out because it seemed like one of our favorite anime happened to win anime of the year in, in the Reddit anime awards. So they can look forward to that later on in the podcast. But now that I got that out the way, I want to kind of pivot to the main topic what we both did was we both watched Skate the Infinity. Pat watched it literally like in a day. And I took like three days to watch it. What were your initial thoughts of Skate the Infinity, Pat? Did you like it? After we talked about all those sports anime, did it give you a kind of good vibe that you were looking for in a sports anime? Uh, It was entertaining. I don't know if it gave me like the hope I was looking for in a sports anime, but it was good. Uh, I was able to watch it all in a day, so I think that speaks enough for itself. I guess it didn't make me want to go pick up my skateboard and go skateboarding. Not like I can skateboard. I can snowboard, though, for those uh, who haven't seen it. It basically revolves around the main character who skates his whole life, meets a guy who is a snowboarder, and that guy gets onto a skateboard and just becomes a beast. Um, But... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was entertaining. I don't think it made me want to go try skating. Uh, I thought it was an interesting take on skateboarding. Not like I know too much about it. I would say it's pretty childish at times. A lot of cringy moments where I was just like, oh, that's really cringy. It seemed more for geared towards a younger audience in my eyes. But overall, it was enjoyable. Yeah, so I guess for those people that haven't watched Skate the Infinity and you don't want to get spoiled, you know, feel free to skip to the the Reddit Anime Awards section of the podcast after this section. Because I do want to get into it a little bit in depth because we haven't done these in a while where we kind of both watched the same anime and did like an in-depth discussion. I think the last one we did was actually Promise Neverland, which was almost uh, like eight months ago or so. Kind of going off the like the main, I guess, aspects of an anime. I thought the animation, just starting from the first category in terms of animation, I thought the animation was actually pretty good. It's done by Bones. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but I did get kind of this vibe that I got from Vanitas where the the color schemes, the vibrancy, the, the hues, the saturation, like it's very bright and it's very colorful. And it seemed like they were trying to do... To do that, basically to capture the audience's attention and have something that's very much like eye candy and easy to watch. But I don't know, maybe maybe you had a different view. What did you think about the animation so far? Or I guess for the entire show? You know, the animation wasn't bad. I agree. It was very colorful. I mean, I'm pretty sure every single character, now that I think about it, had a different hair color. Which is kind of strange if you think about it. That's what they do in Kuroko though. But oh, I guess you're right. Maybe it's just no. It, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. But the art is the art is not bad. It's not bad for a skating anime. I would think it would be a little older style art. It's not, I would say, as clean or the lines probably aren't drawn as probably vibrant as they are now in a lot of the other anime. But overall, it's it's not bad. It's like pretty good. It's entertaining. Yeah, you brought a good point about the color, the hair color. I want to get into that later when we talk about the characters and the character design. But for the animation, I thought like 
the scenes where they had like the racing, the camera angles were pretty interesting. Like you go kind of low with the skateboard and you're like close to the ground sometimes. Other times like they'll show show from like a like a higher up perspective, like bird's eye view where you can see them from the top. Um, other times it's like in line with where, where their eyes are. So then you get this like different dynamic of the whole skating and racing s- situation. So I thought that was interesting. But for me, like as the story progressed, it kind of became dull because it was the same thing over and over again. And I think that's part of the issue with the plot, which I'll get into later as well, because they're doing the same race over and over again in the end, right? Because it takes place in this racetrack called S that um, Adam is kind of the executive over, I guess, or who started it. And the race is just in the end felt the same like there wasn't anything fresh and new that came out of it and that kind of limited the animation that they could have done with it there wasn't like a crazy power move that came out every single time and if it did it was pretty cheesy at times so i thought the animation kind of like caught my attention really quickly and was really attractive at at the first half but then they basically just did the same thing over and over and over and over again where like there was nothing new and fresh that I, i could look out for yeah, I agree with that. It's it's very generic in terms of the plot and, you know, kind of the, the hardship that the characters go through. And I guess it, I don't know, I wouldn't say it got boring, but it, it just seemed like the characters didn't go through a real struggle too much. It was more of a personal character-to-character struggle than, you know, a real actual hardship that they were all trying to overcome to, you know, get better or be the best they kind of just were good to begin with and i think in a sports anime i know we always talk about like how you want to see the characters kind of develop and grow in this one they're kind of just op so that's interesting and then every character has like a special move i guess except the main character i don't know it just seemed very generic in that the main character just is like the typical hard worker type of guy who feels discouraged because everyone is like has some special ability and he's just he's just there i totally agree with you i thought the main plot of skate the infinity wasn't the racing or the skating itself it was just the internal battles that each um racer or skater was faced with so like longa was moving on from his father's death right he moved back to japan trying to fit in as an exchange student adam has like a huge dark past where they basically didn't even explain it all that much. They took like 30 seconds to explain what he was going through and why he's so fixated on this like concept of love and whatever. Mia got is a genius, grew bored of it, became alone. Very typical anime character, right? The the smart guy that just gets kind of left behind because everybody doesn't want to be with him. And then, yeah, like you said, Reki is like the main character who is kind of the hard worker, but... Now, like, someone new comes in, Langa comes in, and then he's kind of faced with this, like, internal battle of, like, not just jealousy, but he doesn't know what to do. Like, he he starts questioning, like, did he put in enough effort? Does he not have the talent to keep skating, etc.? And then all these people just kind of have to go through the internal battles that they're faced with. But going off of what you said, I really, really hated that every single character was, like, this, like, anime trope this like very standard anime trope where we've seen every single one of these characters in some other show before like the 
the hard worker who starts questioning everything, the exchange student or like the new guy that that's on the block that's god tier level. You know, it kind of just reminds me of the whole Kageyama and Hinata dynamic of Haikyuu as well, where Langa starts getting like fixated on just being like, I need to get better, better, better to be Adam, and then Reki is just trying to figure out how to have fun with skate skating and. Yeah, that, I I didn't really like that part of the plot, to be honest with you. Or it got boring after right. a while. It, it it does get boring. And, you know, now that you brought up Adam, I think he was the thing I hated the most about the show. I really did not like Adam. And and I know he was voiced by the same guy who voices Rosewall and ReZero, <laughs> which is, might have been part of the reason. But I just realized uh, this, this is... I think he might have been the most famous voice actor in the series um but i was not a fan of adam's character in the show i just thought he was kind of a weird kind of guy just the the way he portrayed his problems and the way he acted i just didn't like it he didn't really seem like an antagonist so much as more of just this eccentric kind of character who they were trying to make as a villain and I don't know if he really was a villain or is more just the one of the few antagonists the show had. I liked Shadow as an antagonist much more than uh, Adam. Yeah, Adam to me was a dull spot too in the show because one, they don't explain his background enough in order to kind of support what he's going through. So they do do some flashback scenes to, you know, when he's getting punished as a kid. Um being told that like the punishment's out of love etc but you don't see anything that he's going through now like there's like some beef or <laughs> no pun intended with the word beef but there's some beef that he's going through in the, like the politics of his family or like the because his family's involved in japanese politics but like they don't really explore that whole situation either so i don't really know what he's going through on a day-to-day in order to like drive him into this kind of dark hole of skating and skating extremely aggressively to hurt other people etc and the whole adam and eve concept too right like that's so overdone like we've seen it's it very so cre- many it's times it's very overdone very creepy in a way and that's the weird part is that you know it's a, it's a childish show overall in terms of the plot the development yeah. but yet they have some really they try to have like dark aspects that i don't think someone of a younger audience would completely understand which is weird so i wasn't sure if the show was geared towards a younger audience or an older audience because i would felt like either way both groups wouldn't like some parts of the show yeah it it definitely gets dark a lot but then they like kind of like interject these like not cheesy moments but these like humorous moments where they have jokes right i think the most iconic part is when they have like the beach episode where Basically, it's just like a funny, fun episode. And then it just like comes in the in the middle of, of the story where, you know, there's a bit of a breaking point between between the, the races and whatnot. And I thought that was actually probably one of the better episodes. Like it was more lighthearted. It felt more like Okinawa, which was where it took place, where I literally got no vibes. Like I didn't see why the whole story had to take place in Okinawa until that episode happened. I was just like, oh, OK, like they're actually like kind of showing the different aspects of it as well now and then it was a lot more fun to watch all the characters but then 
it like switched into this tournament arc which is another really basic anime concept right you go through the training arc and then the tournament arc which is the two sections of the show and then it like completely kind of lost me in that tournament arc because it was just it just went back to the same thing over and over and over again from each episode yeah every character didn't get enough of a background to really feel drawn to any single character even the main characters i felt like there wasn't ever a point where you were rooting for one of them you were just kind of like this is either somewhat cringy or i just want this to you know hurry up and get to the climax i i think my favorite character of anyone was joe i don't know how you felt about it i don't know if they just tried to make him kind of a likable type of guy you know again another very generic anime character he's just like the good the good sport and everything right he's always like the positive just trying to help out look at the bright the bright side of everything and he might have been like my favorite character i think of the show i really wanted them to explore the past of cherry joe and adam more get that they were kind of like the founders of s and the whole racing scene of skating but besides that there wasn't a whole lot that was explained and one thing that like really irritated me in this like training or in the tournament arc was when Cherry finally faces Adam and I thought that was an opportunity for them to kind of explore like the backstory a bit more and like what happened between them. But then the f- race ends with Adam just slapping him or hitting him upside the head with a skateboard like what's really the point of the whole racing dynamic if every f- race can just end with someone just slamming someone with their skateboard. It just seemed like a complete cop out and just that like killed it for me because there was just no point to the whole racing thing anymore. It was just like, okay, whoever beats up the other person just wins. It almost became less of a skating competition and more of just this like free for all type of fight that took place on skateboards, which is a very odd thing to think about. I also really did not like the whole Adam dancing thing on skateboards. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, his whole character is just really kind of basic right the whole like theatrical scene with the flamenco dancing and then the the love hug and then the adam and eve concept like he's just a combination of all these basic things just thrown into one and it just didn't work for me to be honest yeah i think the more we're talking about this the more i'm realizing overall as an anime there were a lot of plot holes It was enjoyable, entertaining, but when you really sit down and try and digest everything that happened, it leaves you wanting a lot more. And as a whole, I think with the sport anime or something more related to sports in general, it was just missing a lot. Like if this was more of a shonen, like type of uh, generic isekai that I like to watch, I might have enjoyed it a lot more. But in this case, it's a sports anime. It was just entertaining. I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was overall just just an overall average anime. Yeah, I mean, with all that being kind of said, I'm not even at my final or like my biggest gripe about the show. And maybe this is where we pivot to the characters a bit. But my biggest gripe with the show is actually it introduced literally zero things from skate culture. The character design, maybe Reki, shows 
signs of skate culture and i thought maybe like they would they would explore it a bit more because they had like adidas superstars on with converse um langa is wearing converse i was like okay like they're wearing like kind of semi skate shoes um the people at s are dressed up in this like skate culture vibe and then they introduce all these characters and they have nothing to do with skating adam obviously is the furthest thing from it shadow is nothing to do with skating cherry is just your basic like cherry blossom um Byakuya from Bleach kind of vibe kind of guy. And then Joe is your typical buff buff dude that's in any show. And then Mia is like your typical small kid that's a genius. And Yeah, genius gamer kid, always playing games. Yeah, exactly. And I thought this was like a good opportunity for like skate culture to be introduced in Japan. But it felt like it didn't represent it at all. Um, and we've seen Prince of Tennis, Haikyuu, Kuroko no Basket, Slam Dunk, like they kind of define the culture of the sports that they're doing. So I think primarily with like Slam Dunk, right? Like you can see the basketball culture that's kind of behind it. And then also with Haikyuu, you could kind of see like the volleyball culture. But I literally got nothing out of this. Like it just felt like they were trying to put together like a futuristic anime. And then like they're like, okay, what sports hasn't been done by anime yet all right skating let's just throw it in there and that was it like there was no significance to like why it had to be skateboarding because there was just no culture that was reflected through it yeah i guess uh besides some of the moves right like the ollie or grinding on a rail um them practicing in a i don't know if it was a swimming pool but they called it a bowl yeah or you know, just doing casual skating around the school. I would say most of it, if you were really a skater, and I'm I'm not a skater, so I can't speak, I would think you would felt like it did an injustice to your sport. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm, I don't skate either, but at the same time, like we, we just saw skateboarding for the first time in the Olympics, right? And you can kind of see... <laughs> Just compare and contrast just from that and be like, oh, this doesn't look like what we just saw. And it just doesn't seem like a good depiction of kind of the skate culture just in the end. And that that was like my biggest thing. It just felt like a show that had a bunch of anime tropes and a bunch of basic anime things smashed into one that works. You know, the shonen theme and the shonen storyline kind of works all the time. But like, it didn't have to be skating. It could have been literally any sport, and it would have been fine. Yeah, honestly, I would have enjoyed it more if it was actually a snowboarding show. Yeah. Um, And the reason I say that is skating, and the way I see it, you don't really ever go on top of a hill and say, I'm going to race you down. Yeah, yeah. It's more like you guys all do your own moves, and I feel like with the skating kind of community you don't you don't put others down for not being great or as good or you know just not as talented maybe it's more of a like it's a community that picks each other up i would i guess that's what i i see when i watch videos um and it's not really a race snow i could see if it was like snowboarding or skiing you know i could see a race in that regards right like you're actually trying to get a faster time with where i feel like a snowboarding everyone's just trying to improve themselves do do certain tricks and i didn't really understand why it was a race actually 
Yeah, that was another thing I highlighted too. I was like, where's the half pipe? Where's the skate parks where you do the tricks? It's just a race. It just feels like they took Tokyo Drift and added skateboarding to it. Yeah, and maybe that's why Langa really liked it because <laughs> the way they portrayed it was closer to snowboarding than it was to to skateboarding. And yeah, and like the, it was like Tokyo Drift, right? They were trying to turn corners. Oh, he's accelerating too fast. He's gonna crash. Like he's got to do some crazy trick to to turn that corner, or just be insane and jump uh, fifty feet off a cliff and and hopefully land it. Yeah. Which without helmets, there's like no there's no safety at all. Uh, it's just it's a bit strange in that regards. Yeah, that was my first initial impression. I was like, oh, they're racing down a hill this is literally tokyo drift but they just made it not driving in cars and made it skateboarding and i don't know it's it just felt like there was a lot of holes in the entirety of the show like i get it they, they use a formula that works the shonen formula the characters the what drives each character all, all these things were or have been proven right you've seen these characters before in some other show and they try to make it work and to some people it probably does work but i just don't think it it worked for me yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with you there i i don't think it it really flew and it it didn't have the flow that you would expect a sports anime to have which is unfortunate because like you said it was the art was decent the overall character concept was all right and they just didn't tie it together um i think they could have done a better job and maybe it wasn't Bones' strong suit. That's kind of why. But it was just a strange anime overall. And I think for me, like, it was really cringy. And, and some of the... I mean, I, I guess you could say some people would think it's a comedy. There's some comedic moments. But the comedy wasn't funny comedy to me. It was more cringy comedy. Yeah, some of it's a bit cringy. And... I don't know. Sometimes like the, it was okay. The whole, the whole infinity, right? Like I kept trying to figure out what, what skate, oh, oh. skate the infinity. I was like, I don't know. Where that's is this comedy. infinity coming from? Right? I was like, where's I was like, where is this infinity coming from? I thought that was actually. I was like, they should have just called it skate. It had no need for this infinity. Yeah. I was okay. Like, this, this is so lame. I was like, oh my god, this that, is lame. That part's not really comedy, right? That's just like brotherhood, I guess. And then they just kind of. Threw in the infinity sign off a fist pump. I don't know. <laughs> it was a, it's a weird sign. It, it was. I mean, I feel like in anime you have a lot of opportunities to make cool handshakes. This one was not it. They this definitely one, this forced is something, it. This one was not it. Yeah. I will say though, the bright spot of the show for me was actually the opening and the ending. I actually really liked the opening and the ending. So, <laughs> at the very least, I got a good opening and ending out of it. The music, right? The music wasn't bad. Yeah, I thought the score was pretty good too, like the racing score. I, I did want to see, kind of going back to the skate culture thing, like actual like kind of skate culture music. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like skate culture music. It was just like your traditional shonen music that came with it. And that was that's my biggest gripe of, of the score too. But I, I definitely thought the opening was really good. And... I really like um, the ending as well. I I knew the ending before I even watched the show, so I'm a bit biased. Oh, so you had already seen, you already heard the ending before you watched the show? Yeah, because the ending song is by a J-pop artist named Yudi, and Yudi is 
arguably probably the most streamed J-pop artist right now. His, one of his songs has 131 million plays, which is absurd to think of, like from a Japanese artist. So, and also because Japan ha- didn't convert to like a streaming platform till basically COVID hit. Um, so they were kind of late on, on the train there. And so I knew the song beforehand. It's already in a lot of my like playlists I have created. And I was like, oh, wait, the song is from Skate the Infinity. And it makes a whole lot of sense because the ending theme song is literally called Infinity. <laughs> I just didn't realize it. Yeah, I agree. The overall ending and the opening songs, they were pretty good. I did I did watch it or listen to them quite a few times. Yeah, I like the opening, like the enter- entrance or like the, the animation that comes with the, the bop where they're kind of like dancing together. I thought that was really clever. And the ending yeah, animation yeah, where they show like how everyone falls and the different types that they fall, like a falling down. I thought that was pretty funny too. What are uh, some other positives that you had about the show? My only, my literally only other positive was some of the key messages that came out of the show. So I, I do think there were some moments where, you know, the, the writing was, was decent. It, it is a little cringy at times. But there were other times where I felt that there was like a key message or a key takeaway that they could, that you could get from the writing. So like there's a lot of moments where, you know, the characters kind of either stop skating because they're, they're not having fun or they just don't feel joy like from skating because they're not enjoying it. And I just feel like that's something that's like that people can take away. Like you do something because you love doing it. And then on top of that, Langan or Langa doesn't enjoy skating because after Reki realizes he's not having fun skating at a certain point, he stops skating and then Langa doesn't have his friend that, that can, that he can skate with anymore. So he starts to kind of lose the, the love and I guess the happiness that comes from skating. And it's like you do something because you love doing it, but it's not just about doing something you love, but doing it with the people that you enjoy doing it with. Right. So I did think that that, that was like a good key, key message of the show Although a lot of the writing was cringy at times. Yeah. Speaking of love, there was a lot of strange ways to profess love in the show. Dude, Adam's like love (laughs) hug and all those love moves. I I hated all those. It was so bad. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? Let's see. There was the love hotel scene. There was the love between the friends. I would say the one love that I liked um, was Longa's mom. I think that was the best part of the show for me. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The comedy between the mother and son. Oh, yeah. That, that part was good. I I wish they actually explored Langa's past more. Like, kind of going back to the whole point that we they didn't explain a lot of the characters. We don't know what really happened with his dad still. And we don't know what he's going through or what he went through. So, stuff like that. I, I do wish they added something. Right. All right. Well, I guess your final overall score of Skate the Infinity is a seven point eight. That's a that's what I felt like when we first talked about it. But if you after, drop it, you better drop a genius prince's guide to a raising a nation out of debt. <laughs> I think I think uh, Skate the Infinity might be a seven five after all this discussion. All right. I was out. I, I use a different scale than you. Obviously, I I put the average at five, so I could use a whole ten point scale. I would honestly probably put it somewhere between a 5.5 and a 6. I think that's that's fair. 
I guess on my, on my scale and your scale. Yeah, because I mean, your middle point is 7.5. So my middle point is 5. So we're pretty close. Uh, yeah, for those who haven't seen Skate the Infinity, it's an easy watch. It's only 12 episodes. Really quick. It's enjoyable. Uh, if you're looking for an, a lot of action, you're not going to get it. If you're looking for a good plot, you're not going to get it. If you're looking for outstanding artwork, you're not going to get it. But if you're looking for something entertaining and you're kind of bored, I think it's enjoyable. Yeah, I think in the end, it, it is a pretty enjoyable watch. and It's an easy watch, so people should definitely check it out. All right. Well, kind of pivoting to the last portion of the podcast, I wanted to talk about the Reddit Anime Awards. Have you seen anything on the Reddit Anime Awards or did you even know that Reddit had Anime Awards? I had thought that Reddit was going to... I On our anime, I had seen a post. I never clicked it though. Yeah, so they do like an annual Anime Awards. They have two sections of the Anime Awards though. They have one section, which is the jury. So people can apply to be a juror and they apply to certain categories. And then they basically just primarily focus on those categories where they're accepted in so if you're applying for the anime of the year jury you watch all 10 or so nominees for that for that category and you focus on that category in order to figure out what the ranks are Um, you get to basically choose the the full ranking for all 10 of those nominees and then there's the the public winner the public is anyone from the r anime community they vote basically for what anime they believe should be like the winner of that category and they also get to rank it from one to ten or one to eight or whatever however many nominees there are so it's a little bit different than the Crunchyroll um anime awards but it's kind of interesting because what the jury picked and what the public picked is really really different throughout the entire anime awards all right does that make sense i think it makes sense yeah i mean all right jury and public it's basically the top few who believe they are anime experts or weeps, maybe, versus the general probably shown in Stan. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. I just want to go through a couple of the main categories. So I don't want to go through everything because that would just take forever. But I want to just start with anime of the year. I sent you the link, but I don't think you looked at it. But the winner of anime of the year on the jury side is Sunny Boy. Yeah, expel them all. We need a new jury applications for 2022 starting now. They actually give you, and maybe maybe after the podcast, you could take a read through these, but they actually give you like an essay explaining why Sunny Boy won. And they give an essay, and- an explanation for each of the categories. And a lot of people point at, it's like a coming of age story that has a lot of strengths in terms of how they tell the story. And because of like the simplistic setting that they create you are having more like magnified view on the interactions of each characters and on top of that the visuals are amazing and the score and the soundscapes that they create are are tremendous according to them but this kind of made me think that maybe we're missing something <laughs> like i said i've watched all of sunny boy I had a feeling I needed to watch it all, and I still didn't get it. I watched YouTube reviews on Sunny Boy. I tried to read about Sunny Boy. Do you think they're just trying to pull something out their ass? Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I can't appreciate. Maybe this is like when I go to a modern art museum, and I stare at something, and I just say, 
I don't get it. Maybe we're too monkey brain for this because I still, obviously, I don't watch it, so I'm not 100% sure, but I don't really get it. You'll see in some of these like major categories, Sunny Boys actually won a lot in the jury side, not the public side, though. It's, I would not argue with the comment that it's an experience and that it's vibrant. Definitely. It's intriguing. There's sci fi. I'm like based on tag, like if I had, if you had asked me to give tags of Sunny Boy, I think the tags I would provide you would make you want to watch Sunny Boy. I would probably label it as sci fi, drama, interesting, mysterious, psychological. But to me, there wasn't enough of any one category to tie everything together. It was really just an anime of a lot too much going on to really tie it to one specific category and not enough development to really say it was coming of age though i can understand why some people say it was coming of age and you know some people like that journey that the characters go through but from an overall perspective and just kind of seeing how you can be lost in lost in i don't know time or a space dimension for so long it's just kind of odd all right, maybe this is my time to do homework and I'll go watch it. And maybe we have a, a detailed discussion kind of like we did with Skate the Infinity because I feel like we're missing something and I don't know if we're ever going to find that thing that we're missing, <laughs> but maybe maybe I just need to watch it and then we could talk about it in more detail. A lot of the reviews say that Sunny Boy is really an anime that everyone is going to have their own take on. And you have to take that with a grain of salt because it basically means people are going to pull what meaning they want out of the anime. Whether it's there or not, they're going to pull for it. That's totally fair. All right. I just want to give you kind of the rankings for from the jury side for the rest of it. Sunny Boy was number one. Heike Monogatari was number two, which we both didn't watch, so maybe something we need to watch. Number three was SSSS Dinazenon, which we also both didn't watch, so maybe another thing that we need to watch. Four is Autaxi. Five is Nonon Biori Nonstop, which is a slice of life show. Six is Kobayashi san, Chino Dragon Maid. S. Seven is Jutsu Kaisen. Eight is AOT. Nine is Mushoku Tensei, and then Vivi Florides I Song is at ten. So that's like the rankings that the jury put it in for the top ten. Any thoughts there? I mean, I guess I haven't seen for the top five anime. I I don't really know. It's kind of a strange mix of anime. I don't know if I would agree with that, uh, but I haven't seen it all, so it's hard to say. Yeah. It's interesting though because the jury's job is to watch all these like in detail, right? After they get the application approved, so a lot of the public's not gonna watch some of these like SSSS Dinazenon or Heike Monogatari. Maybe it's something you know that we need to go watch now that these people have actually focused on it and then actually think it's good. But on the flip side of things, the public public voted the anime of the year to be Mushoku Tensei, part one and two. And that was rank number one. I'll just go through the top five. But rank one is Mishoku Tensei. Two is Odd Taxi. Three is AOT. Four is Jujutsu Kaisen. Five is Vivi. So a complete flip from the other other jury side where the bottom five 
minus autopsy are in the top five. And then the jury sides, top five is in the bottom five. So the public is a bunch of degenerates. AKA you. Bro, Mushoku Tensei is actually good. <laughs> Although I, I picked autopsy to the end right. of the year. It's all right. All right. Well, so that was anime of the year. I do want to highlight one thing. So for best animation, the jury actually picked Kobayashi-san's Dragon Maid. So your opinion that Kobayashi-san should have won in the Crunchyroll Anime Awards has been confirmed by the jury of Reddit. So congratulations. Having not seen it, I don't know if I should take any credit for that. But hey, I'll take what I can get. I need to regain some redemption. Yeah, I mean, it it is a bit interesting, but... You know, that means that you're you're well-informed at least. And then another category that I'm sure you'll be happy about is voice acting. The jury voted actually for Vanitas' voice acting by Natsuki Hanae to be the best voice acting instead of Aaron Yeager, which was voted by the public. The jury thinks Aaron Yeager is ninth out of 10, and then they think Vanitas was actually the best. So another show you, you really, really liked to be kind of voted above aot should i should i apply for uh to be on the jury out here maybe next year we should just I gotta bring, apply should i bring the genius princes <laughs> good god no if that wins like best comedy in the jury side next year i know who did that it was you uh, all right interesting that's really interesting those are very two very different characters vanitas is super lighthearted compared to the very dark aaron yeager I did think, though, that Vanitas' voice acting was actually really good. And I kind of overlooked it because it wasn't voted on the Crunchyroll side. So I'm kind of glad to see that this was actually highlighted by a jury because I did think that it was actually really good. Another thing is um, the opening and ending. So the opening and endings that we kind of saw on the Crunchyroll side is completely different on this Reddit Anime Awards side. The best opening on the jury side was Cinderella by Komi Can't Communicate. And I thought this was like one of the best openings as well. But I, I just didn't, I guess, mention it when we talked about the Crunchyroll Awards. On the public side, Odd Taxi won. So that was that. But on the ending side, was the winner was Yasashi Suisei by Yoasobi from Beastars Season 2. And I clearly said on the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, like my pick for best ending is definitely Yasashi Suisei by Yuasobi from Beastars and it's not even close but they didn't nominate it so I had no no say but so the jury knows what they're doing uh, on the public side it was Give It Back from Jujutsu Kaisen which was actually really really good too I don't know if you remember it but I yeah that was a really good song yeah I totally forgot about that all right and then lastly just kind of going through some of these genres real quick for best action the jury said the best action anime is sss dino xenon and then the public said it's jujutsu kaisen i think we no need to watch this there. i think we need to watch this dino xenon thing it does seem like it's winning a lot i've never even heard it's of it mecca i've never even heard of it either all right i guess this is gonna be the next thing i start watching yeah yeah i don't know if it's like mecca it looks like mecca right like there's like a huge gundam thing like mecca it looks exactly like gundam maybe we'll like it i'm not sure 
I am not sure, but if it's winning, I mean, why not? Yeah. And then best adventure was a consensus winner on the jury and the public side. This was like literally the only category that, that they both actually agreed on. And that was Mishoka Tensei winning best adventure. So not much to kind of talk about there. And then all the other categories kind of just vary a lot. Like best drama, the jury voted Nomad, Megalobox 2. The public voted for Violet Evergarden, the movie. But the jury thinks Violet Evergarden, the movie is like ranked six out of eight. So it's just like, it's just really all over the place. For best romance, the jury voted for Shinigami Bochan to which I don't even know what it's about. I've never even seen it. And then the public voted for Horimiya, which is like the popular pick. So I think all in all, I feel like the Reddit anime awards are interesting just because like the the taste just varies significantly between the jury and the public. But I feel like the jury probably has a better view in terms of like what's actually good. Versus the public is just picking what's hype. And that's usually what the Crunchyroll Anime Awards is. Right. It's very different. It's a very different list of anime. There's Even the nominations are very, very different. Uh, Sunny Boy is basically nominated in everything now that I'm looking at it. But hey, to each their own, I guess. Maybe I just do not have a big enough brain to understand the true meaning of Sunny Boy. Yeah, the other thing that's like really interesting about this is when you kind of toggle the nominee section between like the jury and the public, it'll basically rearrange it for you and like what they voted for it, like the ranking that they voted for. And everything is just like shifting all over the place all the time. So like there's just clearly a different taste or view on certain things. Like the public is clearly just picking the most iconic thing or the hottest thing that that was there for the whole year. Like Mushoku Tensei being picked for a lot of these is in the public size, clearly just, I don't know, like hype that that was built throughout the year. But then I feel like the jury just is just doing a better, more level-headed job of picking what's actually good and then like kind of weighing all the different aspects of the anime to pick pick the winner. I don't know. So if you have time, feel free to kind of click through it because it's pretty interesting. Hey, a nominee for adventure is Assassin. What can I say? I'm not a lost cause. I think um, Assassin was sent eighth by the jury, though. Yep, eight, eighth out of eighth. Nice. It's nice. a six out of eight, though, by the public. Yeah, because nobody knows what Yoru no Kuni is. <laughs> <laughs> we take those. Have you heard of Yoru no Kuni? I haven't heard of that. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. But in the jury's eyes, it's second. So obviously it has something going for it. But but I have seen seven of those eight nominated action or adventure anime. You watched Star Wars Visions? Have you not heard about Star Wars Visions? I have, but I'm shocked that you even watched it. Oh, my brother was making me watch it on TV. It was entertaining. Okay. At least you're spending time to watch some decent things in, in life. Hey, hey, we gotta have a range. It's all about variety. No one wants a bunch of good jelly beans. It's always fun to add in some of the bad ones. Yeah, your your range of seven to eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I think I just want to go through this quickly since um, we've been talking about anime awards a lot. But I guess any closing, closing thoughts from you this week, Pat? 
Um, you know, I think as a whole, I'm continuing to just, you know, work through some anime, catch up on some old ones. Honestly, I'm not looking forward to anything too much right now. I'm just kind of enjoying the moment. Uh, waiting for these AOT episodes to actually wrap up now that Demon Slayer has concluded. But I don't know. Maybe we one day we need to really go into some depth about Demon Slayer the plot versus Demon Slayer the anime. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Probably down the line. I just don't want to spoil it to anyone that's still in the middle watching the entertainment district but i'm sure there's a lot to talk about there the jury hates demon slayer if you, if you haven't seen the reddit anime awards but the public loves it so obviously there's clear issues with demon slayer too and i think we both kind of recognize that all right what about you anything else you want to close with um i'll go do my homework on sunny boy you know maybe th- there's a miracle and something clicks in my head and i love the show but I think I just need to take some time to watch some of these shows that that's kind of highlighted on the Reddit Anime Awards, including this the Genius Dan- Prince episode three. No, I'm I'm not watching that garbage. No, I I literally <laughs> lost my mind just watching that hot garbage. I almost cried I'm at how bad it was. You got through, I'm surprised you got through two episodes. I literally gave it the two episode rule. We've talked about this. We had to give the ep- anime two episodes in order to fairly judge it. So I was like, you know what? I watched 10 minutes of this. I hate this anime, but I'm going to give it the two, two episode rule. I'll give Pat the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he has good taste. Maybe he actually does not have trash taste. And by the end of the second episode, you know what I realized? I realized you have no taste, not trash taste. You have no taste. Uh, it's funny. It's funny, but I'm sure there are others out there who agree with me. All right. Well, I hope they leave you some nice comments in the YouTube section supporting you. But I guess for those that have listened to up to this point, if you're listening to us on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. And then if you would like to support us on Patreon, we also have our Patreon open as well, where you can get some exclusive content and early access to our podcast. That is all. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you guys next week. Peace out, weeboos.